Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. A voice came out of the sky, You are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Mark 1, 9-11 Dear God, thank you for loving Jesus so much and for loving us so much that you sent him to us. Because you did, we know that he knows how we feel in every situation. You are so good and so loving. Please help us to learn even more about your faithfulness in our story of Jesus in the wilderness today. Thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with us today. The Kids Bible in a Year podcast is sponsored by Little Passports, delivering monthly activity kit subscriptions that help kids explore the world, cultivate curiosity, and discover new interests with hands-on crafts and activities in cooking, science, crafts, and more, all with a unique cultural twist. Visit littlepassports.com blessed to learn more and save 20% with code blessed. From the water to the wilderness. In our last story, we learned about Jesus growing up, but also growing in wisdom and that he is about his father's work. In this story, we return to John the Baptist, who will baptize and proclaim Jesus as the promised Messiah. And then Jesus will be led by the Spirit in the wilderness to be tested, as inspired by the Gospels. Hi there, it's Julianne Thompson, guest hosting for Julia Jeffress Sadler with the Kids Bible in a Year podcast. I am so happy you're here. Today we get to know how Jesus faced an old enemy out in the wilderness and what he did to win. What's going to happen? Well, let's jump in and find out. God led John into the wilderness. Away from his family and friends, he went out and listened for God. He lived a modest life with clothes made of camel's hair. His diet consisted of locusts and wild honey. It was a simple life. Every day he would wake up and begin to preach to all those that would listen. His message was a simple one. Repent of sin and turn towards God, away from their wicked acts. When people would come forward asking about how to do this, he would give them instructions and baptize them. One morning, as he was preaching, some leaders from the temple came down to him. Who are you baptizing? Are you the Messiah? John was in shock that they could even compare him to the Messiah. He replied, I am not. I prepare the way for the Messiah. He will come after me. I am nothing before he who is to come. The day after this exchange, John was baptizing people down by the Jordan River. Someone caught his eye as he was looking around at the crowd between the baptisms. It was Jesus. He announced, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes the sins of the world, the Son of God. Jesus approached him as the crowd parted for him. He said to John, Please, baptize me. This shocked John. He was in no place to baptize the Son of God. He protested. But Jesus insisted. As he baptized Jesus in front of the crowd, the sky opened and the Holy Spirit came down like a dove 
and rested on Jesus' shoulder, a voice spoke, You are my son. I am proud of you. The people stood in amazement at what just happened. Jesus got up and began to follow the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. While there, he meditated and prayed day and night for 40 days while he was fasting. He was starving and exhausted at the end of the 40 days. Suddenly, he found himself near the temple. A voice spoke to him and said, If you are the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. You are starving and must be quite hungry. Jesus realized that this must be the voice of the devil, and he responded, God's word says, Man does not live by bread alone, but from the words from the mouth of God. Next, he found himself on the highest point of the temple's wall in Jerusalem. It was a beautiful view from the city of David. As he looked down, he saw that it was a far drop with rocks at the bottom, so he made sure he kept his balance and did not misstep. The voice spoke up again. If you are God's son, jump. His word says that angels will take care of you. They will stop you from falling. It won't hurt a bit. Jesus thought and understood that the devil did just use scripture. But Jesus responded, This is true, but God's word also says, Do not test God. Once again, Jesus found himself someplace else, this time on top of a very tall mountain. From there, all the kingdoms of the earth and their glory appeared before Jesus. The devil once again spoke to Jesus. I will give you all you can see. Just bow down and worship me. Jesus turned and rebuked the devil, calling him by name. Satan, leave me. God's word is clear that we are to worship no other. The only one that we serve is God himself. Satan then left Jesus. Exhausted and hungry, angels came down and cared for Jesus and his needs. Wow, today we learned even more how Jesus is like his father, God and why he understands us so well. Do you remember what happened? Jesus' cousin John was preaching out in the desert. John wore clothes made out of camel skin and ate funny bugs called locusts, dipped in honey? Ew! How would you like a big bowl of honey bugs for breakfast? Yuck! But John didn't care about his food. He cared about helping people see the truth. John told everybody they needed to clean up their lives, so he was washing or baptizing them in the Jordan River. You see, just like Noah's flood was a picture of God washing the earth clean of sin, John's baptism was a picture of God washing hearts clean of sin. Baptism didn't actually take anyone's sin away. It was just a way people could show everyone that they loved God and would follow him no matter what. So when Jesus asked John to baptize him, he was telling everyone that he loved God and would follow him no matter what. And do you remember what happened? After Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit fell down like a dove and landed on him. Then God told everyone that Jesus was his son 
and he loved him right back, no matter what. It was awesome. But afterward, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness, and there, God's enemy, the devil, was waiting. He understood more than anyone who Jesus really was. And he knew that if he could get Jesus to sin, he could hurt God. So he planned to use the same trick he had been using since the Garden of Eden to get people to sin. Temptation. What's temptation? It's when you really want to do something that would make God sad, like lying or hurting someone's feelings or taking something that isn't yours. But wanting to do those things and actually doing those things aren't the same thing. Wanting to sin isn't sin, it's temptation. Taking action on that temptation is sinning. And that's how the devil tries to trick you. But Jesus showed us the way out of that trick. You see, even though Jesus was God, he was also a person like you and me. And God's enemy came to tempt him when Jesus was tired and hungry and maybe even a little sunburnt. That's because it's harder to say no when you're tired and hungry and maybe a little sunburnt. But Jesus knew the enemy attacks when you're feeling weak, so he was ready. He said no to temptation, and here's how. First, Jesus remembered God's word. He was hungry, but more than food, he cared about helping people see the truth. So even though his body wanted to say yes to the devil's temptation, his mind went back to where God said true strength comes from within. And he said no to the first temptation. Second, he remembered who God is. The devil tempted Jesus with everything. People usually want more than anything power, popularity, and money. If he could just turn his back on God, but Jesus knew nothing on earth could be better than God. So he said no to the second temptation. Third, he knew how God wanted him to act. Jesus knew that he knew that he loved God and would follow him no matter what. So when the devil wanted him to act differently, he said no to the third temptation. And I am so glad he did, because when you're tempted to do something that makes God sad, especially if you're tired or hungry or even a little sunburnt, you can remember that Jesus knows how you feel. And you can remember how he said no by knowing God's word. Knowing God is greater than anything else and knowing how God wants you to act. And you'll know that you know God loves you and you can follow him no matter what. I am so happy you joined me today. Come back next time to hear about Jesus's very first miracle and what made it so special. Remember, the Bible is the best story ever told. It's God's story to you, and it is all true. Did our podcast make your day? Drop a review to guide other families to us and scatter joy across the world. Thanks for listening to Pray.com Kids Bible in a Year. For more inspiring stories and wisdom to last a lifetime, download the Pray.com app for free today. Thanks for listening to Kids Bible in a Year. I want to invite our adult listeners to check out my other show, 
Unapologetic, God's Truth on today's topics. It's unfiltered, important, inspiring, and we have awesome conversations and amazing guests such as Candace Cameron Bray, Vice President Mike Pence, Dr. Robert Jeffress, Shannon Bream, Maddie Pruitt, and so many others. We are helping you have conversations that empower you to have bold faith in a broken world. You'll be excited, inspired, and encouraged in your faith as you check out Unapologetic. Remember that you can tune in wherever you get your podcasts and on Pray.com.